This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gates Hobby. Hey, we're here with two more people we're helping to make completely unelectable. <laughs> oh, shit. Please introduce yourselves. Akeem Browder, running for mayor of you New York City. Me. I know. Well, it's my show. You said, please So as I was saying, <laughs> and uh, please introduce yourself. This is Anthony Beckford, <laughs> running for city council. Oh, uh, that was your first test. You failed. Let's move on. Um. <laughs> oh, welcome. Welcome to Unhirable Show. So you guys are both Green Party people, yes? Are you saying we're unhirable? I, I'm not saying that. I think the electorate. I believe will you just said that. that. No. <laughs> I believe you're right. Uh, that came from you, not us. But okay. 100%. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. We saved <laughs> this segment for the very end, but we're going to do a preview of it. It's called Rapid Fired. And the question is both of you have like one second to answer. Uh, Akeem, do you think that you can win in November? Absolutely. Do you think that you can win in November, Anthony? Damn right. Okay. Here we go. Starting high off. High five to the left. Starting high five off to with the right. Don't leave me. Hanging. That beautiful delusion <laughs> uh, that people actually care about social justice in this city but you know what maybe they do so i want to start first of all we have a segment where we do feedback from the week before and last week karen why don't you just take the lead on this so explain to our guests what you said last week okay so last week you guys missed it i argued from my heart that donald trump is probably the best you president. said the d word the d word the Donald. <laughs> the Donald, yeah. I call him the orange man. The DT, orange man, orange devil, whatever, is pro- arguably, because I'm arguing it and I'm correct, the best president of our generation. And I know we're all like 12 years old. <laughs> so there's so, that. So um, Karen's gotten a lot of pushback for this argument. But exp- expand on that Are you really What serious? did you mean? Yeah, I'm really serious. Oh, wow. Here, Yeah, well. Get ready. My Let's argument was basically this, okay? Um... The shit people are arguing with me and in general that is this awful shit that he's doing that's going to fuck our country up. So far, I've seen almost, mm, let me calculate, maybe 0% of it. And the things I have seen, like the revised Muslim ban or whatever, or the healthcare bill they're trying to push through Congress or whatever. Which is a piece of shit. Which is a piece of shit and that it's hasn't not gonna passed. Go. But it's also not going to go. It's, not it's go. shitty. Yeah. Uh, 100% agreed. But see, we're, you're going to agree with me on all of this. I promise you. If you just hear me out. It's not that we got enough of the bad without the bad consequences for there to be this massive pushback from the left and honestly from everywhere, including the right that elected him. Historic, 70-year historic low approval rating. Historically low approval rating. And yet, um, how about, how about the bombing he just did? Which one? In that's Syria? A good, that's an amazing yeah, yeah. point. That's an amazing point. And I would say, since this argument's comparing him to every other president, that that's not worse. No, I just I just actually compared him to himself because I didn't say, as opposed to Obama's bombing. 26,000 last year. Well, that's 26,000 That's my year, exact but point. since that's I didn't do a point. comparative, let's just talk about Trump. But I am doing a comparative. Oh, oh. And, so, um, but when we just talk about Trump, you, you I'm I'm com- no, no, no. I'm, I'm, first of all, nothing's in a vacuum, right? Everything's comparative. So you can oh. even compare Trump to himself, compare Trump to whoever you want. I'm comparing him to other presidents. And okay. I'm saying the hysteria that I see specifically from the left isn't helping. The, the super awareness of politics that I'm seeing from everywhere is mega helping. Like, I don't see anything wrong. In fact, I think it's such a blessing how energized the women's movement is or Black Lives Matter is because we have so much to push back on right now. Let me give you an opposition to that. 
Please. So you believe that it's bringing awareness, and that's what's so great about it. However, not just awareness, but that activism. Is a good thing. Act- which is even activism, more than what because act, look, people know, can be aware, but they might not give a shit. And, and giving a shit, activism in a white in a white eye doesn't okay. look the same as a black eye. That's fair. So activism is this for a white or for most a lot of people. Chick chick, take a picture. Activism and, for me is this podcast. So, <laughs> but I, tread carefully. <laughs> I gotta say, um, anyone speaking out now, we can call an activist. Mm-hmm. That 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 doesn't mean that really doesn't make you an activist. Yeah, I mean, t- Howard Stern speaks yeah, out. Title is yet, one thing, but actions is another. Actions is another. Yeah. But we. But if you you're think right that though, I'm, yeah, you're right though when you say like it is bringing awareness. Where I'm just gonna really make a quick point, please. Um, it's bringing also. Anger mm-hmm. is bringing animosity, envy, hate, lust, everything. Sure. So we now have a bad situation in America, yeah. and you say it's great because we got awareness. Let's even out the odds. But, but that's, no, not, actually, that's not quite what that, I'm saying. I'm not saying, on to something, I'm not saying it. But, but, but I just want to clarify something, that I'm not saying the situation is great. I'm saying that Donald Trump, right now from what I'm seeing, is the best president I've seen in my lifetime. Well, how old are you? 31. Maybe 13. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't can't compare that and and say that that's accurate only because realistically, every president has followed and America has followed the Constitution. That's like saying every president has been good because, you know, we follow the forefathers of our past and yet our forefathers of our past, first of all, weren't these old people that we revere right now. They were actually our age. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm turning 35. And yet they were rapists, colonists. Um, thieves, yeah. murderers, and yet we hold revered to them as though like they're sacred, and yet our constitution right now was written by those colonists, those rapists, those pillagers. Well, let me ask you something. Can you separate the constitution, the document of the constitution, from the people who wrote it? Do you think that it's poisoned because the people who wrote it have some glaring Absolutely. defects? How do you write, if I write, if I write a book on how to rule the world, and my name is Hitler, it's going to be in my eyes. I mean, it's a bestseller, so... <laughs> I guess I don't see your point. <laughs> okay, I'm Still literally going strong, getting this 30 more to 200 seconds. Languages. I'm sick of fucking talking about Trump. I don't want to talk about him. I want to talk about de Blasio. And here's I want to point. start okay, fine. with here's, both of you. Here's the point about Trump leading into de Blasio. The point is this. When I was thinking about you guys coming onto the podcast today and like listening to your stories and where you're coming from a little bit, I was... Literally in tears, especially listening to you, Akeem, talk. And like, white tears. My white <laughs> tears. I, it's upsetting. It's like really fucked up. So, and, and I started thinking about how fucked up shit is more so than I ever realized just in the last year since the election, like giving more of a shit and wondering what's up with the world. Do you know what I mean? And I realized that like all this shit that we see now, the problem with prisons, it didn't start in New York City, and it didn't start in New York State. It come, The rot is at the core, and it's at the federal government, and that's with everything. That's with gun control, that's with the military, that's with health insurance, that's everything that we've just been bought and sold. Literally, the same as you would a, a, a Christmas turkey or whatever. You sound you know like a so, socialist. You know what's so funny, though? But it's true. Do you know what's really funny? So, dude, mm. have we been noticing this, like, just now? Or... It's been happening to our people all our like history. Put it like and this. And so like we're not we're not just waking up to it now. Yeah. We've been knowing this and now you guys come into it and I'm just saying you guys just to say white people come into this now and they're shedding tears, white tears, right? And guess what? <laughs> guess what? That white tear is just another way to say how we disapprove when you when when white people say 
I got black friends. I'm not racist. That's another way of saying that. You know why? Because we don't need your tear. We need one, you to recognize that you've had this privilege, that now after all these years, 31 years, that now after 31 years, a year ago, I just woke up to this. No, we've been living this. I mean, I I literally been living this since I had this skin complexion, yeah. and that's been all my life. Because even my, I even had somebody tell me before. Um, they were like, "Well, we are all right because we've been through this shit. <laughs> Everybody else is now feeling it, and we just sitting back like Dave Chappelle said. Yeah, uh, said they're, it's like they're like we're just sitting back now. Like, you know what? Now you know what the fuck we went through, but we're gonna continue doing what the hell we got to do because our shit." Literally leads to our death. Everything else just makes everybody else uncomfortable. But our shit literally leads to our death, to our enslavement, and to our displacement. And what does it lead for them? It leads to their pockets being full, to their corporations being always sustaining, and to the building of America, because that's what we did. We helped build America. And now, you know, um, de Blasio with his bullshit of um, saying, this is a sanctuary city. Well, then why'd you put out 122 laws that... If they break any of those, they're out. Jim but Crow yet, era laws. I mean, come on, man. And yeah. then that, that's them. But for us, since we're already here, you can't really send us anywhere. Send me back to Africa. But since you can't send me anywhere because I'm going to make money for you, instead you send us to jail, you send them away. Yeah. And then who do you leave here? Who's going who's gonna to wash your dishes? Who's, who's going to clean your floors? Who's going to clean your floors? <laughs> they're not really wanting to take us out. They really just want to make room for these Soha pro, uh, areas or... Yeah. Um, the Heights in Brooklyn, or whatever they're transpiring in Pelham Parkway in the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, all it, all it is gentrification. Is a, it's, it's a new imperialism. Cause the same way imperialism was in the be- in the beginning, is way it is now. It, it never actually stopped. Mm-hmm. The displacement's been there. They enslaved the people in order for it, for you know to to take away those who they feel could do you could push back and fight back. They take mm-hmm. the families out the homes so that way the developers can make more money and do more bids to basically take over that land. Like, literally, I've seen alone on my block about five homes destroyed that I've known people in there since junior high school and so forth. I've had conversations. You could call it conversations. Literally, it's me yelling at developers, you know, trying to run them out the community. But the one thing they always said is, well, if the laws aren't changing to stop us, then we're not going to stop. Okay, so that actually, I want to spend like maybe 10 minutes now doing a little performance review. Mm -hmm. You brought up de Blasio, Akeem. So let's start with you because as I remembered it, I had just moved to New York, not just, but I'd only been here a few years when he ran. And it was kind of on the heels of Obama. um, And there was all this this hope around him being uh, the new left that this city needed after Bloomberg and after the corporatization of the he city under Bloomberg. Lovely. Well, so, I mean, and, you know, there was a Especially lot of... Especially with his black wife. Yep. A lot... And lesbian kids. wife, thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Don't leave out the most important part about Sherlane. <laughs> Welcome on the show anytime, by the way, yeah. Sherlane. <laughs> Open invitation. Um, but, but what do you think of the job that Bill de Blasio has done? What job? As, as mayor. Oh, I mean, he, he came in as the so hope for the job, left. He hasn't done shit. When you have a job, you have responsibilities. When you have responsibilities, if you don't get it done, you get fired. In his case, though... He never did. So let's talk about the job he's, he said he was going to do, like universal pre-K for uh, free pre-K for all. We now have, because three months after he got into office, smacked in the face, they stopped universal free pre-K for all and gave us pre-K for all. That means the, the job that he was supposed to do that he advocated for, which was women who wants to get back into um, the workforce mm-hmm. after having a kid, they would be able to put, the, be able to put their kids somewhere that they can afford 
which is free. We can afford it, right? And yet, when you take that away and you ran on that platform so you can get the women's vote, well, then you got it, and then you bounced. You, you left it. You dropped it like a bad habit. Let's talk about other things. How much money has he been spending on the people, <laughs> and yet he's supposed to be real left for us, right? He's done nothing for us. Our homeless population in America, in, in New York, period. I mean, we have one youth jail for, or, or one youth um, shelter for you, one shelter for the youth. Mm -hmm. And yet that shelter holds consistently 5,000 strong every day, meaning their beds are filled. Yet we have youths that can't fit in there because those beds are filled and they just have to sleep, in, sleep on a train. But what did he do? He amped up our police uh, unit. He got 1,500 new officers um, working in one year. Which is interesting because a big part of his platform when he ran was anti-stop and frisk because that was something that Bloomberg was a huge proponent of. Be and he came out and he said, I have a black son. I care about this but issue. Because, but that's <laughs> yeah. because he, he, said he, 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 did what, he did what many people do. That, that falls in the line lip of service? I, I have a black friend. Mm -hmm. That's yes. what it literally run, runs as. Which if I was his son, I would have disowned him as a father at that point. Because even when um, his son got pulled over by police and so forth, and they did a stop and frisk in him. That's, that's when um, the Bill de Blasio came out even more saying, oh, I'm appalled by this. But that was mm -hmm. because of his son, because he, he needed that continuous support. Because he knew that the black community realized, yo, you just used us. You used your wife's melanin mm -hmm. to basically dupe us. But then Shirlene McCray and their kids mm -hmm. are a different I don't I truly don't think that race equals skin color anymore. I don't believe it. Because as a universal people, statement? Or are you talking what? about here? I'm talking about socially. Yeah. I'm not okay. Race is already not a scientific thing. It's not sure. It's a social. We come in, it's a social if you thing. Want it. So as but a there social is a, thing, there is, a, there is a there is a melanin. The Obama but, girls mm. and the the De Blasio whatever yeah. kids are not getting the same treatment as some black kid in Brooklyn. So but, 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 but nobody not though. One at a time. One because time. all right. So you have racism. Mm -hmm. So that's based off of your skin color. Then you have classism, exactly. which is based off of your privilege. So, yes, they're not going, you know, being the fact that they're black, they're not going to get treated like me, a kid who grew up in Brooklyn. But that's because I don't have that dollar and I don't have that privilege and that notoriety like they do. It's over like that. So while I'm say out the same for some white people, though, no, actually, that, that people who are that the poor, white, poor white people are going to be treated quite differently by the justice system and law enforcement than have, the rich. But they'll still have more privilege than the black. Here's, people here's how you here's how you make it. Here's how you make it visual. So. You do have racism, and it comes with the classism, like he said, and the skin complexion. But what happens is in any other country, if I were to go to Cuba, there's your Afro-Cuban, mm -hmm. then there's your white Cuban. They're still Cuban, but the complexion of your skin dictates how you're treated in society. So in America, you could say, I'm white, but I don't feel white because I don't get treated like I'm because uh, they don't acknowledge me. Or because you're a Jew. That, I mean, I'm right here. I mean, I still denounce but that you, as well. But you, because because still realistically, get, but you still get treated with white privilege. I though. really do. Yeah. And so <laughs> I when, really when, do you're, when you're when you're saying, you know, there's no racism because it's really not according to. No, no, your, no. That's not what I said. What did you and, say? And I, and I really want to be careful with with like a little bit correcting you if you say a thing like that, because that's 100 percent. Not what not what I said. I would never so say, just that say there's what no racism. Just hear what you said. All I said instead was of giving that you race. I'm 35 years old and I'm a grown man just so, like you. So, Akeem, go to your room. A, I don't need um, a <laughs> Get me a switch from the tree and go to your room. Uh, a switch. Hey, hey. 
we're taking, <laughs> taking way back. Listen. <laughs> um, I'm trying to understand culture. Uh, I'm not saying there's no racism. That's like I saying would... minority. What? Come on. What? Minority, first of all, let's what? Let, what? What's like saying minority? Tell understand me. minority means less than, not equal to. But, However, but, but what are you we make about? up majority of the population in America. But who's saying just, minority to you? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. We, when it comes to people using terminology, uh-huh. understand where it came from. When you say, when anyone says, I'm not saying you. Fair. I'm saying when anyone says certain certain terminology, you have to understand you're de- you're dealing with an educated black man that knows where the edu- where the terminology came from and what it was meant to do. Racism wasn't meant to do anything but in, in or down us as a black and brown community. But we are the majority. So when they say we're minorities. They're not. You're not seeing the actual dictation of it, which is they broke us, broke us down and said black or African American or Latino or non-Latino or, and they broke us further down so that you can then say blacks aren't majority because they only make up 13 percent. Or, but when you add us all up, mm. anyone that's not white is the others, the minorities. Mm-hmm. Asians yeah. were yellow. It's about decentering whiteness from the yeah. conversation, right? So like I'm doing this, like I work in theater and I'm doing this uh, racial equity in the arts lab that this, or- do you know Race Forward? Are you familiar with this organization? They promote racial equity across industries. Okay. So they're doing a year long racial equity in the arts innovation lab with 61 cultural organizations. So it's like all over Harlem Arts Center, Lincoln Center, the theater company I work for, Brooklyn Museum, all sorts okay. of different cultural organizations. Okay. Each put forth two representatives from the organization. Could not be two white people. That was one of the stipulations. So mm. it's 61 people. It's the first time in my life I've ever been in the stark minority as a white man in a room full of people talking explicitly about race. And so what you're talking about with minority, I, I had this like aha moment in the room where they talked about using the word underserved because they said, People that live in these communities don't identify as being underserved because it's all in contrast to how white people are treated. That's not what they're talking about. It's about Mar- self-sustaining. Marginalized. Yeah, like any word like that. like Or or even just like lumping. And this is something that, I mean, I, I know it's really problematic to like be like, well, blackness and gayness, or like that's how I relate. But, but I know that when people talk about the LGBTQIA, whatever letters you're comfortable adding on to that acronym... <laughs> When people talk about that group, that always feels like something that like straight people or cis people do because it's anybody that's not us. Yeah. So I, that's sort of what I hear when I hear people talk about like minority or underserved or marginalized. Mm-hmm. It's it's about like oh it's it's really about dehumanizing and about just trying to make a group something that you can respond to rather than having to respond to yeah. individuals like we're doing at this table. Yeah, cuz cuz you figure you look at the fact of look how the ter- you know the terms for black and brown people have changed throughout the years from yes. the beginning. It's all like that and Negro. it Hillary yeah. Clinton wrote that famous yeah. thing about the American Negro in the 60s. I don't know if you, you know, knew about that, a paper. And it went all through that to where it was, it was whatever it was whatever was comfortable for the moment for the people to accept. And so, because a lot, because I'm, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of people were complacent to that, and they're yes. like, "Yes, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're not calling me what they used to call me 30 years ago, I'm happy now." And see me, I'm the type of person. I'm like, "Fuck that shit," you know. You, right? I'm not comfortable at all. I don't care if you even call me by my name. I'm really not comfortable because my circumstances are not one of comfort. Mm. Because no matter what you classify me as, no matter what type of laws you put out there for me. Literally, you have fucked me since I was in the womb, mm-hmm. you know, and you've done that for every single generation. 
So on it's t- social engineering. Yeah. So that's what that's what Hitler did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 it's and to and to me, like it it was it's a very I say it's a very smart equation because they they, they put they put an equation together to say this is how we're going to do it. And it worked. And I'm, I'm and I'm pretty sure that they were surprised how well it worked because it takes They con- set up a system where you don't and I'm sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off, brother. But they set up a system that was gonna be perpetuated nonstop without their hand in it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's called divide and conquer. And it went from being physical to actually being mental. And still so, physical. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. When, when, when it comes to the police and brutality, stuff like that, physical in all realms, uh, mass incarceration, you know, all realms. But then a lot of times, too, you have to look at the fact of the shackles are off our feet right now and off of our hands, but yet there's still shackles in a lot of our minds. Mm. You know, so... One thing that I one thing I go out there and I speak to the people of even before this whole candidacy thing because I, I decided this last minute because I got tired because you know Malcolm X said it himself he said we march we chant but what's next and then I looked and I said shit I'm next you know I am that escalation because I could preach it and I could teach it to the people but a lot of people are not going to feel comfortable to do it I mean in the same way too I'm not looking at the comrades I'm also looking at the allies because a lot of allies when you say yo. I'm going to take this next step. All of a sudden, it's oh shit! Let me check my privilege real quick. How close are you to my privilege? Mm-hmm. So I say, you know what? Fuck your privilege. Can you I'm... actually give me kind of an example of that? Because <laughs> yes. that's like an interesting abstract. But I want what does that look like concrete to you? Okay, so let's say for example. All right, now we've had um, okay. Let's use Trump. 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 You know, he he was the greatest president to expose a lot of bullshit. That's what I say is. Because a lot of people were complacent. Not a lot of them were like, shit, I am black now. And a lot of... And a lot of um, Wait, so is Karen right? Race isn't real? And, no. and then, then you had oh, a lot, and we were just agreeing all day long. And then you had a lot of white people who were like, oh, shit, maybe I do have privilege. Because they never... Because even being in the movement, I've experienced a lot of white people who did not feel that they had privilege. They were on this, my oppression versus your oppression. And while I'm looking at them like, you're a fucking fool. What oppression do you have? Because literally, if I walk side by side with you and I yell at a cop mm-hmm. and you yell at a cop, guess who's getting beat the hell down and guess who's getting held overnight in central bookings? I am, not you. I've seen literally in a march to where a white man could walk straight in between the offices. Yep, yep. Offices. And literally seeing people of color running around this person to evade the officers because they're about to get illegally incarcerated just for standing their ground and shit. And the officers are literally worn right past that white man and tackle a black woman let's, or let's, tackle a black I mean, I black said woman. I was sorry for walking right past the officers. What do you want from me? I'm, uh, I look like this. But no, no. Can, we say, can we say something different for a second? Yeah. So we can sit here, and I've done it with Shut Down Rikers, for a year and a half. Mm. Shut Down Rikers, a grassroots organization that I started, not to be confused with Closed Rikers, which is a corporation of a lobbyist group that tries to mon- uh, monopolize off the people's hardships. But anyway, um, now that I got What's that... What's homeboy's name? The Glenn Martin. Martin. Glenn yeah, Martin. yeah, yeah, Glenn Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking asshole. But anyway... <laughs> I heard um, that name somewhere before. Glenn Martin, so, welcome on the show anytime you want to come and defend <laughs> what you're doing. I guarantee, you, I guarantee you, he will come. You know why? He follows me. I just was on High 97. He was on High 97. I went to Texas. He went to Texas. I went, yo, no lie. That's a hot tip. You're coming on. <laughs> oh, shit. Glenn, open doors. Shit, can, can I get on High 97? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, so I, I wanted to turn the wheels of, uh, turn the wheels of our yeah. uh, cognitive minds uh, for a second. Um, 
we can sit here and talk about oppression, mm-hmm. blackness, uh, slavery. We could talk about this for like what all of our uh, until we die, and, yeah. and then our next generation <laughs> and pass it on. Let so just like you said, we can march, we can rally, we can do this. Next step is strategizing, mm-hmm. exactly. and then from strategizing, actionizing, bringing ourselves to an action moment. Let's strategize. How do we get out of this mindset of what we've been doing? Because we've had Democrats in office for 45 plus years, 45 years of Democrats, and yet we still have the same oppression. We still have a failed economy system. Which is literally my, we are agreeing so hard because that is my exact point. That's my exact point. We've had Democrats for decades and decades, we have de- de- Democrats and Republicans come and go, and what changes really? Nothing. Nothing until we have until we have someone who is not establishment. And I'm not saying he's d- building great works. And <laughs> Akeem, 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 our brown savior. <laughs> all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. Right. We the most charming thing to me about Donald Trump, the most charming out of a number of charming things because doubling he, down, doubling is down. He's not Yeah, because I'm fucking right. He's and I, and I want you to listen to me for real and not just like this is a white girl saying white bullshit. I just j- forget the whiteness, okay? okay? Pretend that I'm it's hard just to see it. the Jew. Just see Jew for God's You're sake. translucent. You can't <laughs> ignore that. I was born this way. She didn't have a, a, a decision in that. I mean, I did decide that this was going to be my natural hair color forever now, but uh, <laughs> some things are a choice. Um, Look at the eyebrows. <laughs> then I drew on some eyebrows. My point is this. Yeah. Donald Trump's not a career politician. We've had career politicians, career politicians, which is why I'm also so charmed by people who run third party and people who are not establishment who run for public office because mm. it's an uphill bitch battle. It just yeah. is. You're up against money and establishment and power. Which is illegal, But you're doing actually. it anyway. But my point is, what good has come to us? And by us, I mean us, like all of us. All of us. Well, yeah, because when you're for running you for mayor, for you're running to be the mayor of everybody. When you're running not for just city blacks. council, but I not just mean, you're running to. I'm also yeah, talking about the the federal. Did you know that? Did you know my, that they, my district is like literally ninety eight. Yeah, black. actually, is, is, this, <laughs> is this horrible? I'm running a citywide candidate. I'm running a citywide candidate, and my 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 district is everything. So I know what you mean. We're 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 not just running for one sect of people, or else. First of all, I probably would win. You know why? We make up 68% of the population. Exactly. If I get every black person, which I wouldn't get because we have opposition because people are still brainwashed. Yo, but the Green Party is running the blackest candidates. And I don't just mean just because every... I think everybody's <laughs> black except for Carmen. Am I wrong about that? Oh my God, with this Carmen. But I just mean in terms Everything of like... The Carmen. issues that I hear of like Black Lives Matter, it's all the Green Party people that are talking about it. It's like, it's not... I'm not hearing other people say, talk about it actually, in the same way. Uh, anytime we march, I gotta say, it's not black people, it's women. Most of our marches are like 82% women. Can I say yeah. something? That's like what literally every every nonprofit thing I go to, every social justice thing women. that I've been to, it's all run by women. Because that that women racial equity in the arts. That's great. What I mean is most no, no, no. That's, power that's a good behind thing. it. That's a good that's thing. The, the, I, I only want to point it out because, don't get me wrong, I wasn't saying it that, uh, that it was a bad thing. I'm actually saying we have to start realizing where our power lies because, I mean, maybe it's just because most of us men are in jail. Mm. Tweet, tweet. 
tweet. Well, well, <laughs> well, 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 but if we, even if we were on the streets, I still would see but even, majority women. But see, because like even with the, um, when you talk about that most of them in jail, it's another thing. The system has been practicing for a long time. It's called yeah. breaking the bull. Mm-hmm. You literally divide the men out of the family structure, out of the struggle structure, so that way, that that way, it it, it kind of builds a, a you know a, a divisive tone at times because a lot of people. Um, I read this poem. It's like it circulates around Facebook consistently, and it's of a black woman, you know, talking to a black man, and and they're slaves, and she's like. You know, she's apologetic of the, about the fact that she didn't realize that a lot of the things that she felt that he should have done, he couldn't do because of the circumstance that he was put in by that master and so forth. So, like, literally, they used to tell the black men, yes, we're going to rape your women and we're going to steal your children and separate them. And if you fight against us, we're going to kill them. So he would become submissive just so that way... That at least their lives wouldn't be taken because that was his heart, that was his gold. Mm-hmm. There's even a rapper out there called Golden Child who's like very, like very, very, you know, looked over and really like people need to recognize who he is. And he even states in there too, and, and you know, one of his lyrics. Um, and I just started listening a few months ago, and it was more of like they literally would do this so that way you lose your kingdom because us by ourselves as men. Yeah, we, we, we can survive, but shit, we don't know every fucking thing. We do dumb shit, you know? Like, literally, if our mothers didn't put what, us in check... men? Che- no, never. <laughs> if, our mothers didn't, if our mothers didn't put us in check, where the hell would we be? You know, there was a structure. So, so we so we look we, we look at our women and our children, and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying this in, in a possessive matter, but we look at the women and children in our lives, you know, as as, as a balance for us, same way... It, it's, it's that structure now. You look at the you look at the fact of the household now, or even advertisements, like um, some pamper, you know, stuff like that. You'll see, okay, yes, your, your child can have this pamper here, and you see a white man, a white woman, and their adorable little child. And then you look at the one where the black woman is on there, and you see the black child, and she's holding a child, but yet the black man is missing. And a lot of subliminal shit is what causes a lot of divide when it comes to a lot of us you know, men and women of color and shit. And it's also, and also, you know, uh, the teachings of white feminism does that as well too. It's it because when, you know, you have a lot of people like, like, yes, you know, I'm a feminist, I'm a feminist, I'm a feminist and they're black, but it's like, but end of the day, when the rights are being fought for women's rights, mm-hmm. you were still cleaning the house, wiping their children's asses, getting beaten, getting raped by their husbands, and shit. So where does the feminism now transition into liberation? Because that becomes very decisive if you function just mainly on the white feminism. Now, a lot of white women feel very alienated by white feminism, myself included. I don't think whatever you hear that's like the loudest voices of white fem- feminism, they don't speak for women. Well, and, and and trust me, I understand that. But it's but see the conditioning that is there in the society. Like I said, a lot of shit is conditioning. So no matter what. Yeah. That conditioning in your mind you're takes over. You're conditioned in your food. Yep. You're conditioned in your education. You're conditioned in your clothing, your culture. Your, we're, we are conditioned. This is a social engineered uh, lifestyle that we live. We believe we have options. But that option, if it comes with a, a, a path that we already know you're going to take, then it's already 
um, situated for you. Exactly. So you didn't actually have that option. It's something that it was in place for you. But you're but, right. That's true but, for for every single person in this country too. And I'm not. That's not to minimize black struggles and yeah. brown struggles. Oh, not no, at I, all. I didn't mean it just but for blacks. Did, you know, slavery in this country. I mean, ever. But in this country, didn't start with black slavery, and it didn't end with the end of black Wait, slavery. Can we can we say and that a little different? Fucked up. Can we say that a little different? Please How do you want do. to say? Blacks history didn't start with slavery. slavery. However, our educational system teaches our start is with slavery, exactly. and we have little minuscule like heroes. Like, I mean, do, they don't teach the Egyptians um, <laughs> or the Egyptian history of our culture. No, no, wait, wait, and, they, they do, and, but, but, they but, it's, out, but it's a white man and a white woman. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, so wait, Cleopatra <laughs> wasn't I mean, white. Jesus is also white. <laughs> so you see, you, you see the, mo- the movie that the uh, <laughs> Liz Taylor I mean, always oh, put wait. It. <laughs> <laughs> But look, she uh, was give, great though. Give, I mean, give me Eartha Kitt as uh, Cleopatra. If, if uh, Jesus was white, then I don't see I what the problem. I interviewed her is. once. <laughs> Eartha Kitt was a well, badass. You, you, you talking about, talk about the hair of wool and the and the skin of brass? No, she's talking about white Jesus. If, if Jesus Christ Himself, the risen Son, is white, then I white. fail to see what the problem white. is. <laughs> but you know that's so, engineered though, because actually, slave owners. You want to go back to slavery? If that's where we're going to start the story of this country, mm. there was a time when they had white people living among the black slaves Mm -hmm. and they noticed that the white people and the black people did not see a difference along racial lines. So they forced laws that brought the white people in sooner than they brought black people into the houses. And you know how that happened? And forced that. Tell me. Okay, so you had the Europeans and and I love this shit because a lot of people are like, no! And I'm like, fuck you, shut the fuck up. So That's a pretty mean way to mock me on my own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you had the the Europeans. Please keep going. And and you got the Spaniards. So they came in. They saw that that was the root of imperialism. They saw it. They love it. They embrace it. They sleep with it. They, 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 they're with the filth of it. So they come around to these islands and these countries and they see the indigenous people. They see these people loving, caring, you know, willing to you know, sacrifice their own for them. And that's how it started with them. But then when they, they enslaved the black slaves over because the labor was too much for you know, indigenous people because I'm also indigenous. I'm black, brown, and indigenous. So I, I, I can speak on all three levels of what this What do you mean by indigenous? Native? Yes, native. So I'm so I'm Jamaican, indigenous to this I'm, continent. So I'm ja- I mean. I'm Jamaican, Cuban, and Thiano Indian. Okay. So yeah. you f- so you figure that we were we are people of the world. So literally every tribe has some connection with another tribe because the people o- were always with each other. Mm-hmm. Now when they came and they basically brought the slaves over from Africa and in and every other area that there was a black person to basically be the mules for their labor and so forth like that. And then when they brought over the European um, um, prisoners of war who was fighting against the parliament and so forth, they realized there was one common interest, which is overthrow the bullshit, overthrow the system. So that's how they united. They didn't, they didn't unite because of, you know, they, they didn't see the color. And shit like that. They united because there was a common gold. You know, same way how a lot of our allies even today in the movements come along with us. Because even even when Trump came in, you notice that a lot of the allies, they were like, yes, go Trump and marry MAGA hats and wonder why they got the shit snuffed out of them. Can I ask you a question? This is a little bit off topic, but it's a little more personal for you. Because you're a Marine, correct? (laughs) Yes, sir. So as a Marine, what given like that you have this very specific identity Mm. that most people in this country cannot claim, and I assume most people in the armed forces can't claim. Mm. Uh, What was that like to you and to be fighting for this country? Well, shit. That fought your people. Yeah, so let me put the back back story that. So, like, since I I was eight years old, loved, you know, loved the whole military thing because of G.I. Joe's. Mm. A conditioning. Everything was conditioned. It's all like that. 
But were there black GI Joes? Yeah, there was like three. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I own and I own all three. You know, <laughs> but but the thing is, like, I played with My Little Pony. That's why. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so did my cousin. My cousin had My Little Pony and Barbies, and yo, more power to him for that. Is he single? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Cause I am. <laughs> hey, Kwame, if you're out there, come up to the show. Hey, um, Kwame. Black yeah. Lives Matter. Let's continue. <laughs> but um, but the thing is, like, with me being in there, it really wasn't choice for me because. At that time, I was going through some real. Stupid, man. <laughs> I was going through some real racial shit, you know, in the school I was at at the time, you know. So there was a lot of injustice, and really, the only out that I had, literally, was the military. It was a last minute thing for me, you know. I went in at the age of eighteen, you know. I could, I could, I could, no, nineteen, you know. I could have went right after high school, but I would wanted to go to college, but shit took a turn. Money took a turn. I was like, fuck, what's the quickest way out? So instead of me being out there. And you know, and and you know, and hustling on the block, I was like, yo, let me do something and let me learn some things because I'm about lear- learning from the enemy is the biggest thing that you could do because you get to know what pieces they put on the puzzle for you and so forth. So it was all strategic for me at one point, you know, also a little bit of conditioning, and I had to catch myself on it because you get broken down, mm. you know, literally get broken down of your identity and they build who they want to be. Were you at Paris Island? Yes, ma'am. Mm. Okay, so now that's interesting. So. We now live in a militarized state. Yeah. And are you a police abolitionist, Anthony? Oh, yes. Are you yeah. a police abolitionist, oh, Akeem? Yes. Okay, so uh, given that, mm. my question for, for you first, and then I, I want to get to oh, your I story a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so God, sweet. we agree about everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take that to another room. Only <laughs> <laughs> if you come with me. <laughs> okay, so now talking about action items. Yeah. What is the strategy, having been on the other side, understanding the psychology behind militarization as you do yeah. from the inside, how do we demilitarize? Well, here's I'll, a, I'll answer after. Yeah. So, <laughs> we got so, to. Well, because you've been inside on, in a different way. I want to get to your story a little bit after this. So, so here's the thing. So one of the reasons, this is one of the reasons why I became a cop watcher, you know, because I run the Brooklyn Center for Cop Watch Patrol Unit because it's about accountability. So there, there's steps to take before you can actually get to abolition. I understand everybody want to set fire right now, which, you know, shout out to everybody in Greece. They do the damn thing out there. I mean, that country is literally falling apart. You know, literally in the toilet. Yeah. You know, but we it, can't do what the Greeks are doing. But we can, but it takes. They have an island full of garbage. It, but, now. But, 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 but no, but literally it, it takes the effort. Sorry to the Greek it, listeners. You know, it, it, it takes it takes the effort. So with me, with being caught watch, it's, it's, it's basically a structure that we can use to actually bring about, because, you know, okay, there's CCRB. CCRB really doesn't... Community do Review Board. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha, yeah, they, what, they, That's they, like they, a civilian it's, oversight for police? But, 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 what but, is that? But, but they're, they're still... It's, instead of being community elected, yeah. it's, hey, guy, I like you. Go and you go in, but yet you still have ties with the it's police. It's And yes. your police and yes. the system. The police are appointing their own civilian review board? <laughs> it's, it's allies. It's, it's so allies of police. Yeah, allies. I mean, look at Letitia James. Oh, shit. Letitia James. Yo. All right. but Yo, James Lane was on this uh, podcast. Can we get yeah. on yeah. Yes, we've had everybody uh, except for uh, Carmen. All right, but hold on. And so, Letitia. Let me get to the military. Oh no, you don't want Letitia. So, so with the mil- so Letitia open door policy. <laughs> with, with the demilitarization <laughs> of it, literally, they became militarized due to budget. They became militarized due to ties with other countries that love to oppress people. Mm. You know, they came, they became militarized because a lot of people stayed quiet when they seen well, the shit happening. Let's talk but about it, how we de-escalate. Yeah, but then. Mm-hmm. If you take if you take away the legislation and the structure that they have, 
and so forth. So they got about what is it, nine point five billion dollars for this year? The Department of Correction? No, 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 for for um for for the NYPD. Five point five yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. Okay, that's enough for them to buy the tanks, for them to have SRG units, yep. for them to have CRC units. What is all you know, this? Um, is all this SRG Strategic Response Group, um, CRC. Um, they're they're another terrorist group, but yet they're all throughout Manhattan. All things that are going to be turned against black and brown uh, no, people. They, they, no, 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 they, they, they like already no, no, they, they already use it. They use yeah. them in the pro- they use them in the protests. And whenever yes. we do marches, yeah. they call us. Te- uh, they call us. Um, we're not activists anymore. We're not uh, citizens anymore. We're we're uh, terrorists or or um, and, uh, huh? Rioters. Rioters yeah. yeah. But what they do is they uh, send SRG uh, against us. So we have we we usually carry cameras or our phones record, and then what they started doing is recording themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they'll record. They'll have dedicated teams to record. Yeah, right? Taru. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, and so <laughs> what happens is. They'll use it against you because they don't record what's actually going on. But actually, you want to hear what it's really used for? In a court, in a court case, they'll say we have evidence, we have video. Mm-hmm. So they use it as leverage to then say, mm-hmm. if you don't, if you go to on trial, we have video on you. So you don't want to go to trial to get and you then, to cop a plea. And what happens is the attorney says, well, they say they have video on you. Now, that's messed up because video should be evident. Uh, or it should be known to all, both parties mm-hmm. so that you can know how you want to proceed. Exactly. But they no, they use it as a way because we can't send everybody to on trial. First of all, just just to start a, a trial back in two thousand nine was seventeen thousand dollars. If you if you try to do that now, and <laughs> or even then, we bankrupt the system. Yeah. Yeah. However, we got to get them from we got to stop them from going to trial. Which I mean, in Queens right now, there's been ever since nineteen ninety seven not one trial. So they ended up doing away with trial in Queens. There's no such thing as trial. You only are giving a plea bargain. So, that means... And if you refuse the plea bargain... Isn't no, that that's unconstitutional? All, that's, it is. It's due, yeah. it's due process. You know no, I don't understand. You know what's so due they, process? So, so Akeem, they, Sorry, can he, I want to hear what due process yeah, yeah, of course, is. <laughs> so, in America, we have our, uh, our um, constitutional right to a speedy trial. This is what happened with Khalif. It didn't happen with Khalif. Exactly. So, Your um, brother, Khalif Browder. My brother, Khalif Browder, yes. Um, what happened is we in the United States has the um, right to a speedy trial, but every state has a version of the speedy trial, which still says speedy trial. And then they break it down a little, but it's still speedy trial. Only state in America has the actual constitutional speedy trial is Texas. Now, come to America, uh, to, to New York, which is supposed to be the pinnacle of all states. We don't have our constitutional right speedy trial. We have what they call... Um, Ready the ready rule. When we're ready for you, we'll get to you. And they'll do that. And that's why people can sit and rot in jail Mm -hmm. and become their own enemy. I mean, if you're listening, you will probably remember the story of Kelly Browder, your brother, who was held without being charged, without an indictment for years at Rikers for three years in solitary confinement as a child, sixteen years old. So back in what 2010. This is back in 2010, yep. yeah. He's arrested in 2010 or he got out in 2010? No, no, no. He was arrested in 2010. And he was in there for years and then they just like tortured this kid to death. 17 months he spent life. in solitary, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the, the messed up thing is this doesn't just happen to Khalif. But since we got, we were able to get with Jay-Z and do the show and Jennifer and all the, all the people that came, um, Michael Sandow, uh, Nick Sandow, like, 
all because we um, got to that point where we, I mean, the story reached epic proportions. We had a hundred million, uh, over a hundred million views mm. in uh, across across America. Of, of the, what the of documentary the, uh, that the, you made? The documentary time, the Kali Brada story on Spike. Um, so what we did was bring it to light. But what about all those kids that actually, or human beings, period, whether you say kids, adolescents, teenagers, adults, what about all of them who sit there constantly? And we have And still sitting there. And still, yeah. But what we have is a lie. If you don't tell the full truth, it's a lie, mm-hmm. right? By omittance. Yeah. So what happens is every senator that has ever crossed our path has been liars. Because, and I, I'm going to say it flat out. Are you talking about state senators? Or are you state talking senators, about, okay, yes. In New York State. Because what happens is when we pass the law, raise the age, these people constantly knew that for 12 years the people wanted a raise the age policy, which was 38 different points, 38 different points in which the people of the state of New York said we want. However, because the laws are anti-science, it, it ignores yes. human physiology, the yes. development of the frontal 16 lobes. 16 to 21 proves, or we've given more than enough analytics and proof um, that between 16 and 21, your uh, frontal cerebral cortex is not developed. I so mean, that if means you're, if you're a girl, your tits don't come in until you're 25. I mean, <laughs> there's just no way that your brain is there when you're 16 and, years old. And they and they ignore the whole psychology of it, which is like if you're going to ignore that, then why even have it in the first place? Because I've, I've I've looked at cases even with, with Khalif. Because I remember when I first heard about a story, I was like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because you Kinda. see, you you you, yeah. you did. You I know, know what you I mean. just <laughs> you know <laughs> you know but. But you, Good you know, <laughs> you got me on that shit. You know, but it's like you stand up, Anthony. <laughs> Don't want to get away with any shit. You know, but it's like you see, you see these things. You know, you experience it in the, in our community because literally it happens in our community around the clock. Mm. You know, it's not enough that one it, in three, one, yeah. one in every three black men are arrested. And then and then you fig and you figure, okay, when does it stop? But it see, it will never stop. As long as long as the shit that is going on continues, as long as people like Akeem and myself are not given the opportunity to actually make some shit change, because we we can't change what's going on with the presidency right. right now, but literally we could change what the hell's going on. And this is how you city. change it. This is what I wanted to get to before it's, like, it's too yeah. late. Um, so one, we have to give everyone a voice, everyone. And what that means is, as my I'm running for um, my candidacy, which is citywide mayoral candidacy, we realize. In, I'm just I'm gonna speak for one borough real quick so that I don't waste too much time. The Bronx, where I live, we have five districts with less than five percent voter output. What are your senators in those um, districts doing? What are your assemblymen, your council members? What are they doing when you can't get your people to vote? But why? Why specifically those districts are populated with black and brown uh, skinned people? So what happens is you don't get them to vote. You don't get their consensus. Mm-hmm. So. We can always put white privileged people in office and look like they got the majority vote. But since you're not t- uh, considering those communities, and that's just five districts in the Bronx, in Brooklyn, <laughs> we don't even want to start. Yeah. Don't even want to start. We got less than 5% voter output throughout every borough in black and brown skin community. But why aren't your senators or your elected officials doing their job of making sure you get uh, you get your vote heard. Is this it's, what you got to about getting too close to people's it, privilege? It's, it's, it's an easy win for them. It's definitely an easy win for them because look at my opponent. Literally, we have, I have 141,000 people in my district alone. I have the second biggest district in Brooklyn. Okay, where are but, you? Like East it, New York, um, Canarsie, uh, Flatbush, East Flatbush, Midwood, and Flatlands. Oh, you have the Sephardic Jews too. 
Yeah. So they're out on. Um, Not white. Good luck. <laughs> you know, but the thing for Trump. But it, but the thing is, is that out of that 141,000 people, my opponent only wins by 3,000 votes. Mm-hmm. That's not even 10. percent Is your opponent white? No, my opponent is black. But okay. but but he's a Democrat. Yeah, he he he, he is the po- he's he's the. Po- is that he's worse than white? I don't know. No, you know you know why? Because it, I mean, what we are doing is we can ask them to become registered um, Democrats at 16 years old. We're giving them cards so that they can register for uh, to be a Democrat. Or I mean, conditioning of a two-party system. Yeah. Well, can so I ask what you, how is, do we fucking get rid of this closed primary bullshit in New York so State? Look, you have to do away with everything at once. So actually, with my campaign, I got to say, I don't want to fight against our fellow people. First of all, we're all New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. If I'm living in a borough and, say, Michael Token, who's a really good dude, I got to say, he's actually, a, I mean, I, I, sat, I sat with him and talked, but he's a Democrat. So does that mean I'm supposed to be like is he enemies? Right? He's a white Democrat. He's gay, white Democrat. Oh, he has my vote. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> hey, I just got you a vote. Um, yeah. like, so, uh, come on the show. Throw two, <laughs> throw two back your way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but realistically, why do we have to be pitted against each other? In California, mm-hmm. you don't get to know if he's a Democrat or she's a Democrat mm-hmm. or a Republican or what your status is. Actually, you're just running and you're saying the, the things that matter. Like, how do I want to um, de-escalate police, um, police uh, accountability? Or, yeah. uh, or how, I, how do I want to account for uh, police accountability? Here's one way to do it. de Blasio was, uh, was encouraged to do it, which he never did, which is body cams. Mm-hmm. We have the money for it. And... We we just never did it. And we Why? have the will. People but, um, want it. Actually, and people, the forty third precinct has it. They're doing a test trial. Really? Yeah, but check this shit out though with the body cams because I myself as being a cop watcher, I have a body cam, full scale cam, stuff like that. On, I don't on your person right now. <clears throat> no, not on me right now. It's like, that. but I don't trust. I don't trust the police at all when it comes to it. It's because it's one thing if they had the body cams and we could view it. And we could get it beforehand. But it's not for us. Oh no, no. Yeah. Because as soon as they were like, yeah, you know, the forty third is gonna get a body cam, but the the officer, not even the precinct, the officer has right to the footage right away. So that means he could do like they've been doing around the country. Oh, it it, it you know it, it it did it's not working, it's broken, or they the turn footage that cut shit off. off all the time. Yeah, it, all, all the but, time. You know, that the, white woman was just murdered in Minneapolis the, yesterday. The one from Australia. Yeah, and I'm and, actually, and then I got really upset. And actually, <laughs> I, I've actually I've actually had an, Aust- an um this man from Australia actually hit me up a couple know, of weeks ago. You're gonna hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to, uh, but but then Wait, I can I ask you a question though? Yeah. Is it, it when I just open my mouth and say anything about race? Does it super bother you because I'm white? Because I, I honestly and and it's fine. It's not, if, it's it's not fine necessarily because it you're white. It's necessarily because. If you don't realize how uh, how our system has always been, which is when we had a system of slavery, actual slavery, where whenever we as blacks fought against it, like we don't <laughs> want this, we got lynched, killed, murdered, raped, starved, sent to the fields for longer hours, Skinned and then alive. all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, we got whites that came and said, "I don't think we should be doing this to these Negroes anymore or niggers anymore." Yeah. So then all of a sudden. We changed, and because they were like, "Oh, our people, our own people are saying this. We got to start changing this." And so, white people affected change, and that was what brought about our mass incarceration system. Now, all of a sudden, and we've been from for the last almost two hundred years been doing mass incarceration. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, whites are getting involved. We've been fighting this shit forever. <laughs> forever. But you know and what? Then all of sudden, add, and I... then all of a sudden, then we get whites that say now. I don't think we should be doing this. And, and now all of a sudden... They're scratching their heads saying, maybe, maybe it should happen. And now they're thinking about the next mass incarceration, which is... 
Mm-hmm. Now fashionable ankle bracelets that Sony makes. And now they're getting monetarily always privileged and we still become the um the 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 subject to your commodity. But but you know what what yet- I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say here is and and I I can I can see the resistance and it's it's okay like you're entitled to your you're entitled to it obviously. We want you here because of that. Mm. But what I'm saying when I'm talking about race is not to minimize anybody's struggle at all. The exact opposite. It's what what I'm saying is we're all in it together. Not because my struggle's the same as yours. We would love for you to be not in it together. But, but, but when but we I say black me, lives matter, let me, let me matter. just say one thing. It's not because it's not because what I go through as a white, visibly white, very white blonde person is the same as what you go through or what you go through. Mm. I'm not saying anything like that. What I'm saying is that as Americans, we're all fucked we're not to- Americans. We're all fucked together. We're not oh, Americans. Are, we not? are <laughs> we, you not American? No, no, we're not. You know why? Why the system has also put in place. That we as black people come in the we don't come in the name of our forefathers. We are wards of the state. You gotta understand. But but, but the if system, I could just make one point, which so is the point I've been trying Americans. to make the whole podcast. We are, we are just commodity. That, but here here's my point. Here's my one point. That, uh, the, the that one flag point doesn't I, represent us. That's fine. But the one point I'm trying to make, and then I'm done making points, <laughs> is that we are literally, whether you think so or not, and that's fine, in this together because we are all... I don't think we're all we enemies. Are, we I, are, no, no, I'm not saying we're enemies, but we are all, all of us, every single one of us, constantly bought and sold by politicians as though we were yes, a, a bottle right. of water. All of us. Remember when we were kids in school and they told us to mostly eat corn gluten or whatever with the occasional vegetable? Like, we've been bought. Don't, don't you remember? They didn't that? teach us food or, or anything. <laughs> they, they, just like, they didn't teach us budgeting. Eat, they didn't eat teach this us. shit. <laughs> yes. We didn't have but budgeting classes. We didn't have debate classes. But what we did didn't they have... feed us? What did they put on the walls? The pyramid with bread on the yes, bottom. Yes, yes, yes. You're Why? right. Because okay, yeah. we're bought. Because we're bought. Why is mass incarceration this much? Because we're bought. Why do prisoners have to work for free? Because they bought people. They bought and sold human beings. No, that's and called that's, slavery. That's, now they work yes, for 26 cents an hour. That's right. And that's not to say anything about people who are not in this country that we bomb the shit out of and don't care about because they're collateral damage. You and I, and, and I'm taking race for, n- not out of it, but I'm not really making a racial point right now. I'm saying that you and I, whatever the racial divides or whatever are, are commodities, the same. Right. You being you being black and you being a little bit darker black and you being an Irish pink person and me being How this this person. You. <laughs> she call you pinkish. But you know, to the, you know to career politicians, we all look the same. They don't give a fuck if you're black or brown or if I'm they white work, because yes, we're right. the same. You're we're right. numbers. You're right. And look at, I mean, look at every fucking but thing. But can How I just say something as a white person? How they sold cigarettes for your health and shit. I think white people need us. to like really temper the urge because I get it as a white person, I mean, it's really uncomfortable to white. sit in a room with people who aren't white and talk about race. That's I don't like think it's uncomfortable. Really unco- I, I'm not uncomfortable. I think well, it's great. It's, I think I think it's uncomfortable in the sense that it's like, oh my god, am I going to say something racist in front of these two black I'm guys? Sure Jesus I'm gonna say Christ, something please that don't they let hate. me say something it's okay. racist. <laughs> please just don't call me racist, please. Uh, I think that that's like really <laughs> common among white people, and I think that like white people should a like we should destigmatize the word racist and like not make that the worst thing that we can be called because we can be called it and grow from there. It's not like it's you're the right. end of the world. I think that's you're, you're right. You're right. Once we make you uncomfortable for a few minutes, then all of a sudden we can get to the point because we've been uncomfortable for. I mean, I'm only I'm turning 35 this year, 
And when's your birthday? Know, November 29th. Oh my God, we're almost twinsies. I'm December 10th, 82. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why not... I like you. <laughs> You're okay, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday's in three weeks. Fuck. Hey. hey How old are you going to be? 36. Yeah, you are. Oops. You're going to be 36? Yeah. Oh, we're all about the oh, same we're age. We're all the same age except yeah. for me. I'm 20. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I think white people could curb the, the, the thing. I think that it's actually like an agent of white supremacy. I'm what? not saying that's what you're doing. But what do you this mean? This isn't what I'm doing. That's fine. I mean, like, actually asserting that whiteness is is what should be centered. That's what I think white supremacy ultimately is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just putting on a hood and burning crosses. It's actually <laughs> mostly not that. Because well, um, I, I think symptoms, I understand what you're saying. So, so it's, like, it's like taking away the attention that from what's really there by focusing on what? On the point of a white person? What well, that's saying? what I mean about decentering whiteness. Yeah. But the urge that white people have to be like, "But I'm not the one doing this." Mm. So like, I got yeah, oh, that's what we should I think I stop I just ourselves want one from minute doing. Just because you can take yeah. as much time as you not. Don't look at the clock as you not as you need. I, I, I noticed that. Show. I was like, "Wait, as you not?" Yeah, so, yeah. So, <laughs> so Akeem, take your black time. Go ahead. <laughs> Security. That was that was funny. That was funny. Yo. Oh my god. So I I, I really want to I really want to come across as mm. as what I was saying in the beginning. We need to start solutionizing. Uh-huh. Um, talking about it is not great. I'm not going to lie. It's not great because realistically, all it's doing is getting some people mad. And that's fine. Get mad and see who wins. But um, realistically, let's solutionize. Let's let's see how we can all work together, right? And how we can start working on together, say, for our, our, our economic problem. And I mean, we have a deficit like no, no, no other year. And yet we have mm-hmm. companies that lie and say that we're in a better state of uh, uh, economy right now and our GDP. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, what, what rates are you looking at? Um, how do we start solutionizing in finances, in our metro system, in our homelessness system, in our immigration system, in our, I mean, in our school-to-prison pipeline, in our uh, birth-to-prison pipeline, housing. in our in our housing, everything. Yeah. We have to start so, uh, solutionizing. Pi- Literally everything is a pipeline for prisons. Well, yes. And that's, you know what? That's Black actually, no, no, that's what no, I actually no. wanted to get at. That's what I actually wanted to get at. I'm so happy a Jew that. actually said yes. this. <laughs> but, 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 so, but check this. Wow. You know why? How yeah. you've known just the shitty Jews. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know why I wanted, I wanted to say that. wonderful like me. Oh, no. My, my <laughs> fo- focus on you now. So I got to say. I got to say. Bring blackness back to me. My baby that's soon to be born on September 1st is born from. From a Jew. Whoa. So your baby's a Jew. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's she's, the title she's, of this episode is your baby's a Jew. She's a <laughs> Sephardic. She's a Even better. She's, I lived with a Sephard for five years. I was in a relationship. Your his your baby mama's mom is not going to like you, I bet. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, she I, does. Know. I know. <laughs> you don't You're have right. to tell me. Think about that. Is she Egyptian? <laughs> what is she? No, she's Spanish Jew. Oh, she's Spanish. Okay, yeah, yeah. interesting. That's not Sephard- Arab. That's what Savard is. Well, initially, but most of them are Arab down in yes, Brooklyn. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you yeah. know your history. Yeah. Well, I, d- I literally lived Wait, with one for five years. Wait, you dated a girl? No, I dated a guy. Oh, oh, oh that's it. They I make them in gay the shades too, here. you know. <laughs> this is the crazy shit coming out of my community. I'm dating a girl. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, those pipelines. <laughs> those, those pipelines to to prison are very true because it's all about it's all about displacement, oppression. You know, it's all very true. It, it leads it leads to what the system needs. They need our bodies. So, you know, when, what does it look like to yeah. solutionize this? What I keep on getting back to, because all we're doing is talking about the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. We are we already know about the problem. Mm-hmm. Let's get to solutions. How do you make uh, how, how do you make small businesses get back into uh, get back into the, the how community? do you do it? Answer that so question. Look, 
we we have a problem with right now. Um, credit is not a, is not credit for everyone, or we can't. We people in the hood can't get credit. Yeah. Hell no. And if you don't have that cr- uh, credit score, <laughs> yeah. you still can't afford to live in your neighborhood. Yet, when we cu- when we talk about those with privilege, they have high credit. They don't even have to spend their money. They could spend a, uh, use credit. Make credit available for everyone. Here's what that on what that affects. So, when you give credit to everyone, they are now able to start spending. Oh, I want that car. I want that. I, I need that necessity to get to work, so it's a car. Or I need that necessity to get to work, so I need a metro card or whatever is a necessity, even if it's not a necessity. And they want a TV. Well, guess what? We make more than enough products in America. We make enough TVs in America, or to to give everyone too. But anyway, how do you? Uh, what does credit do? By giving credit to everyone so that they can spend, now we can start looking at um, businesses to keep up for demand. Now they need to hire people. Now if you have to hire people, now that person that got a job, because right now what we're all saying, it, what I'm affecting is, people don't want to spend right now because, and not right now, it's been for a while, we, we don't want to spend our money because we don't really think we're going to get it back and we got to hold on to it tight. So our market is going down. Business is going out of business. Now we got big corporations like Bed Bath & Beyond and uh, Whole Walmart. Foods. Whole Foods. Going into our neighborhoods because other companies couldn't keep up with um, the rent and the, mm-hmm. and the taxes actually. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But so if you give credit, everyone starts spending again. Now they start spending. You um, now have to keep up with demand so you have to hire. Now at least our en- uh, our employment factor is getting better. You okay, increase- but that is very optimistic. How do you mitigate for people that don't pay back their credit, such as me and Karen? <laughs> <laughs> so actually, the system, the 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 re- the reason why they don't pay back their credits, they don't have the money to pay back their credit. You give them jobs, though. How do you open up jobs for the uh, market? Well, they have to keep up with product uh, consumption. That's how now uh, employers have to hire. And so it's still it's still a system that will work if we start changing our ethics and giving people what they need. But you know, there's also a billions and billions of dollar industry, which is people's unpayable debt. Well, that's a massive. I'm we are literally being sued right now for not hook. paying a dental bill. My, my phone rings we off the hook with debt? creditors every single day. We are not in debt because of us. Let's get off of that. We're not in debt because of us. Well, yes, we don't pay our bills. It is a little bit because we, of me. <laughs> I mean, not really. If you think about how much we owe, yeah, we're only in debt, and this is something that we can fix in like three minutes. Which is every senator and president and governor and say just for New York, our fuck you, Andrew Cuomo. I would like to start there. Yes. So all Bring of our sister. all of our elected officials, as a as as low as say a council member or assembly member, start off with one hundred forty four thousand a year. Why are we paying our our, our our elected officials who are public servants? Good fucking question. Well, your Why Green we Party brother the- well, Jabari Brisport says he is not going to take more than the median income of Brooklyn if That's he gets good. elected. But, but, and, even but check you're not going to take it because I'm going to change that. But then check this shit too. So the city council is making about ninety six thousand dollars. Last year they voted amongst themselves to actually get a raise to one hundred and fifty six thousand. Yes. Now, see, me, me, this kid from Brooklyn with immigrant parents and stuff like that from Jamaica and stuff like that, yo, I survived off of 20000 What the fuck I need 156000 for? You know, because what? Do you want to buy? There are buy, really buy, good restaurants in not. New York. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yeah. But, so but, it, but at the same time. better be $50,000 per but, but, elected official better once but, they But then check this. So, point. So, so this then drives, this then drives, you know, that, that um, 
the allyship between a lot of these, you know, city council members who just want to stay in, not yeah. for the people, but they want to stay in because of the money. Well, look at Senator, she, look at Senator Hamilton in Brooklyn. I might just actually make an enemy right now, but I yeah, just fuck I was, you, Senator Hamilton. I'm sorry. I just ahead. I just went on. <laughs> uh, uh, he invited me to his yacht club. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's a senator, and yet. You own a yacht club. You should feel bad about yourself, dude. I mean, he invited True, but Akeem, you. What do you want? I, I, I'm going to go out I can't even pay $8 for oxtails now. <laughs> Some people can't even get on a train. They have to hop the train station. Face and yet, and yet we're, paying, we're paying salaries. Nah, that, that, that's due to We're paying though. salaries <laughs> that, in, that can get these people yachts. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're paying salaries no where these people are our public servants, and yet they're making more than the public. And but, that but, brings but you're a servant, dude. But yes. check this. Check, check what they're doing and now, what, too. Wait, and let me yeah. just finish this thought, please. Yeah. I'm sorry, but let me just finish this thought. Because once they retire, our Senate, all our senators... Or our presidents, or we pay that for life. Yeah, we pay that for life, so we can get rid of debt right away. Yo, Obama, I'm sorry, but why are you getting paid for life after your ass is out of office? And now all of a sudden, anytime he travels, we still paying that. Yeah. Anytime any president travels, we already in debt. Yeah. Hey, when I get fired from a job, they Trump, they're, not, they're not cutting me a Trump check. Trump is traveling. <laughs> me neither. With, Trump is traveling with his crazy kids. And I keep on saying, I'm saying Trump. The orange man in office is traveling with his kids and his wife that he doesn't even love anyway. And but yet she we're is paying. Gorgeous. I mean, knock uh, did you see her porn? Come knock on, <laughs> she's amazing. Everything about her, we except for him, is amazing. But... <laughs> <laughs> so we're paying for them to travel, and that's our money. Yet we don't even travel. People in New York don't even get out of New York. Most people in yeah, New York no don't even get out of New York. Yet we're paying their salaries even after they're out of office. This, yeah. this is what my point about Trump was, which is not that he's great. Not that he's doing great things for the nation, but that he is not. He's not a good husband. He's not. I don't give a shit what kind of husband he is. He's not a career politician, and career politicians are fucking poison. But he because hired it's the Scott Stringer and all these other uh, oh, badass. That's shit. fine. Yeah. Well, Come look, on. he's the president of the United Pence. States, and he ran on the Republican ticket, so I'm not saying he's If totally, we had Jill Stein, totally we wouldn't be putting these people in outside, But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying <laughs> is that he, like, unlike every single other politician that started out in politics and then ran for president he still did and the same thing president okay yeah. but he's not in the pocket of lobbyists what? the way that what let me finish a sentence akeem you're killing me <laughs> but his pockets you're killing me but his, but his pockets are still taking those donations though but what i'm saying is <laughs> from big corporations trump is acting That's a in his own interest you're making my point all right he's acting trump. in his interest i'm over it we're gonna do rapid <laughs> we're, giving, really we're giving him we're giving him free advertising point. right now i want to finish my all right, point finish your point the reason why i didn't free go advertising. on he's the president of the united states well the reason i didn't get to go on, on democracy now after um what's the, what's the name called me is because she's like well we're covering uh, we want you on our show which because i was already on there but right now we're covering trump when it gets when it dies down We'll then call you back. It's never Wait a gonna minute. Die down. Yeah, it's never going to die down. Why are we giving even De Blasio any advertising? His name. Well, because you're running against him. No, it, I'm not running against him. I'm running for office, and I'm not running for uh, for, uh, for against him. Running I'm for the people. I'm running for the people. For the people. Okay, I like about. that semantic difference, but still, he is your opponent. No, he. There's a lot of opponents. Well, yeah, but he's the one who's got the he's most just, support. N no, he's just the one that's in office. He's the incumbent. Yeah. He so incumbents no often win, him. right? No. Yes. Yeah, I thought incumbents don't more, often win. What are the statistics? I don't know. So That's De Blasio just, just got in office, but what was our mayor? Who was our mayor before that? Bloomberg. Okay. How three many, terms. Three terms. Yes. Yeah, he won one one, and then before him, the mayor won. And but then Dinkins it's didn't. Not didn't Dinkins actual, only do one? Isn't he yes. the last one that only did one? Yeah. It's not that he and that they have support. What happens is. 
because they don't have support. Technically, they don't get all the votes from all the communities. Yeah. So they don't, you really don't have support. Okay. You have people that don't get to have their voices you, heard. You just have your own interests. I hear you. Yeah. We're going to do this segment yeah. really quickly. We're going to finish up. But the, the segment is rapid fire. So we're going to ask you a few questions, mm -hmm. and you just answer them as quickly as possible. So I'm going to start with you, Actually, Anthony. What is the first thing that you are going to do when you get into office? What's your first order of business? I'm going to bully these developers out of my community. Okay, so it's about it's about housing. Yes. For you. Okay. Akeem, what is the first thing you're going to do when you get into office? Everything. I'm going to make sure our our homeless uh, our homeless shelters are revamped and not uh, not a not a debt to society, but an uh, but a positive way that we can uh, utilize our community that we don't actually um we consider forgotten. Mm -hmm. We're, I'm going to shut down Rikers. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to make sure our uh, senators get a real a real smack of reality in the face that you're you're 144,000 and at most with our governor uh, is getting 253,000. Um, we we need to stop all this. So laws have to be put um, put in place or at least pushed so that we can get. Um, our economy in a better... All right, so I hear three things from you. First, you're going to work on the homelessness issue and providing shelter for people. Number two, you're going to shut down Rikers. Number three, you're going to work on reducing salaries of public servants and end pensions. Okay, Karen. Okay, so this is a word association, right? So I say a word and you just got it. Whatever, the first thing that pops into your mind. Ready? White. Trump. Black. Racist. Oh. <laughs> 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 you win. <laughs> okay, orange. This is the new black. <laughs> it's your turn. Oh, Trump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, oxtails. T too damn high price. <laughs> damn gentrifiers. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you. Oxtails, I said. I don't even need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I come out of Brooklyn. Try okay, something, bro. fuck, <laughs> ready, <coughs> fuck, marry, kill. Oh, our favorite. Jill Stein. Ooh. Melania Trump. Wait, wait. We don't down Jill Stein while I'm in my presence. Mary fuck, marry, kill. kill. You can do whatever you want with fuck, her. Mary, but kill. I will tell you what. So I will tell you what a Jamu yeah, so Barack. I, didn't know, I thought that was a name. Sorry. No, no, no. no, no. no. I thought at first. That's I'm the like, game. That's the game. Fuck, marry, kill. All right. And I will tell you, a Jamu Baraka played this game with Jill Stein. Uh, not her in the room, but Ajamu was on the show, <laughs> and he played the game, and he chose to fuck, marry, or kill her. I'll tell you after you Is answer. that verified, oh, I'm, I'm actually going to have to pass on that question. I, I, you don't have to answer, I love Jill Stein. but you could. But fuck, marry, kill. Yeah. Jill Stein, uh, Melania Trump, and Sherlane McRae, First Lady of New York City. Gentlemen. Anthony, you go first. Yeah. Jill Stein. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do any with any of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what is this? This is a first for us. I've never had someone opt out. Ajamu said hit fuck Jill Stein. You guys are so... I, I, don't, I don't actually want to advocate for that because I never heard that. <laughs> she is a very, so very good looking woman. However, I'm not going to sexualize her. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, okay, that's good. You, you know what? Very smart because you already noted that women are the ones on the forefront and that's your base. Very smart move, actually. Exactly. We'll talk about it off air because I know you both have answers to that question. <laughs> okay, and lastly, Mary Fuck Kill, um, me, Tommy, and Shelby. Who the hell is Shelby? Shelby's oh, hi, Shelby. the one with the fish lips in the corner. <laughs> the guy who looks bored and upset at varying intervals. Okay, go ahead, you guys. Whoever's ready. Go ahead. <laughs> After you, man. <laughs> I'm going to fuck myself. I'm going to marry Shelby and kill Karen. Every time. I mean, I, I've never survived this thing. Well, 
I'll probably say that, yes, you would fuck yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> you would probably be the first one to kill yourself if you lose no, your job. No, she would marry herself. And he literally Are you answering like he, for me? <laughs> and he looked like he's about to kill every single one of us. <laughs> <laughs> that is a crazy answer. Ding, 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 ding. What is the black man in the corner with? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, tell us, tell us uh, to wrap up. What do you want to promote other than your candidacies? Like websites, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can follow me on Twitter, AB, the number four city council. I'm also on uh, Facebook. It's Anthony Beckford, the number four city council. Make sure you donate to me. Also, I'm I'm still in petitioning phase. I need volunteers. Come out to Brooklyn, help a brother out. Like this, is the only way I'm, I'm gonna be able I'll be out there to fight for the community on a whole new other level. Can I ask you a question? Because you yeah. live in a majority black, or you uh, are going for a majority black? Would it help you to have white people out there doing the work? Yeah, because yo, I can't knock on people's door ten and ten and you know, ten p.m. at night, right, Gabe? <laughs> right? I know. I, I had a school Gabe on that. So, Gabe's, like, Gabe's like, "Oh, let's go knock on his door." I'm like, "No." They're gonna have nine and one by you the time go. they by the time <laughs> open the door. Then when I say hello, they press the other one. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so that's when the allies, yes, please, white people, I invite you, come out. I need you for the midnight movement. <laughs> <laughs> You definitely won't be going to jail. Yeah, yeah, work. <laughs> no trespassing for you. I can't. So me, yeah. I'm not going to use this time to have, uh, um, advertise myself uh, for um, the mayoral thing. But what I will do is I want to say rest in peace to my brother, my mother, uh, oh, who just passed definitely. in October this year. All the mothers that actually um, have to suffer watching their kids, their husbands, their loved ones go to jail while they have to then pick up their... Um, their families. So uh, Donna Hilton, I support you. I love you. I I advocate for you. Um, Carmen Perez, you know I love you. That's my sister. Um, every every woman that uh, that will that takes up the mantle for the family. And when that um, when that mother is then broken, that household is then broken. Yeah. I'm not just advocating because I want women uh, support. No, no, that that's not the case. I've always loved my mother. I hate the fact that the government has not yet accepted responsibility for what they did to my brother. So also the kids have my support. The youth in, in, in New York, or in America period, but since we're in New York, the youth in New York are used and abused consistently. Yes. And not, I'm not, you know what? People always say, well, you know what? There are, there are criminals in America, well, or in New York. But guess what? They go to jail. When it comes to police, though, they we don't. got two indictments, one sentence, zero Jim. time served. Exactly. That speaks for itself. Tell us the name of the um, foundation and your brother's name. So my, I started the Kali Prada Foundation. Um, you can look at and look for it on KaliBradaFoundation.com. Uh, um, also, we're on Facebook uh, as Time the Kali Prada Story. Um, shout out to Jay Z, Harvey Weinstein, uh, Spike TV, David Schwartz. Um, Jews everywhere on this project. An open, open invitation to our podcast, Jay Z, which you probably are. Harvey Weinstein too, <laughs> and the other Jew you named, David Schwartz. The Schwartz. <laughs> cool, cool. Thank you. And you know, actually, before we even did this, we we wanted to like make a point to put set the intention to honor your brother's memory in this, even though it was like combative in a way that I think was great. <laughs> um, but I really, I really appreciate you being here. And look, for, look forward to the plans that I do, and still, even if I don't get into office, mm-hmm. what we're doing to make sure Rikers gets dedicated to something positive. Mm. Cool. We have a lot. Exactly. Thank, Thank you guys, guys so much. Literally, for being open here. door. Come back 
anytime Come you back want. Come back anytime. Yeah, this was so much fun. Thank you for yelling with me. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>